millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some r slash relationship advice. We've been here in a little while, so I thought, why not? If you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too, as it all massively helps out our channel. It really, really does. And let's just crack straight on with today's story. Much love, guys. Now, this first story comes from a throwaway account, and it does have an update that follows it. My 25 male family cut contact with me five years ago after a fight with my younger brother. Now they want me to come back, but I'm having doubts about it. My family pretty much cut all ties with me at the end of 2015. Things had been a bit turbulent for a while, but when I went over to my parents' house for Christmas in 2015, I got very drunk one night and got into an argument with my younger brother, which ended up turning physical. I was 19 at the time and he would have been 15, and he came out of it pretty badly. Without going into massive detail, he had said something which struck a nerve. I won't say what because it's quite personal and not really relevant here, and I ended up injuring him quite badly. There was a question of potentially involving the police, but nothing ever happened in regards to that. In the end, they all just told me they wanted nothing to do with me anymore, which is fair enough. I was completely in the wrong, and they were absolutely right to want to cut me off. I'm not complaining about that in the slightest. I already moved out by that stage, so it wasn't a case of kicking me out. It was just more telling me to never come back. Again, I can't blame them for this at all. And wouldn't be surprised if you could either. The post isn't about me complaining about being cut off or pretending that I didn't deserve it because I did. And I'm not trying to play the victim here. I genuinely regret what I did and have spent time trying to self-improve in the wake of it. It was quite difficult for me to come to terms with this for the first year or so afterwards. The only person in my family I had any contact with was my mum. We never really spoke in depth, just small updates, wishing each other happy birthday and things like that. Honestly though, after that first year, things have gotten so much better for me. I stopped drinking, which was the root of a lot of my problems. I got my head down and ended up doing very well at uni. I now have a job that I love and I've been with my girlfriend for the best part of four years and things are absolutely great. To be brutally honest, I don't miss my family. My relationship with them hadn't been great for a while before the fight and as far as I was concerned, I didn't miss them and they didn't miss me and being a non-contact basis with all of them apart from the occasional contact with my mum was for the better. However, over the last few months, my mum began messaging me much more frequently and asking more personal questions about my life, my work, my relationship, etc. I thought it was just boredom on her part, but she maintained it for a while and began to introduce the idea of me coming back to visit her at some point, which I always shrugged. She started to persist with it and then yesterday it all came to a head when she added me to WhatsApp group chat with the rest of the family. I was then told how they all come to a family decision that five years was enough, that my brother had found in his heart to forgive me for what happened and they wanted me to come over at some point to catch up on lost time. These are all quotes from what they sent me. I didn't say much, I just said I wanted time to think. I'm quite torn on this now. Part of me feels like I'm obliged to go along with it. 
They cut contact with me because of my own actions. And if my brother's forgiven me and wants to re-establish contact with me, then it's my duty to do so. On the other hand, I feel like since contact was cut, my life improved a lot. My relationship with them had been on a downward slope for a fair bit of time beforehand, and I just haven't found myself missing any of it. That's why I'm asking for advice. Would you say I'm obliged to go and re-establish contact because it was my fault that contact was cut? Or do you think it would be acceptable for me not to do so? Now, before we jump into any comments or the update of things like that, what was going through my head, and it might be wrong, I'm just like sort of saying what I'm thinking at the moment, and you said like, a lot of your issues came from your drinking in the past, so it sounded like it may have been problematic. And I wonder if your family was picking up on that, and that was one of the main issues. It may not be; it may be a pro their problem, you know. But I do think, from the sounds of this post, that you've changed massively as a person and in a positive way. So I think it would be, you know, again, I might be totally wrong to give, you know, your relationship with your family a chance. I don't know. <laughs> it's a bit of a difficult one, but we will check out the comments to see what they say. And the last Baslope says, personally, I feel it would be worth at least a few meetups to see how things go. You're a different person now than you were then, and they're likely different people now too. You know you don't need them in your life, but you may find that being around them enhances your life in some way. Or you may find that being around them brings only negative feelings. Just because you give it a try doesn't mean you have to keep them in your life if you don't want to. In my opinion, if you don't, you'll always have a nagging what-if feeling. And OP replies that saying, that's been one of my main thoughts. I don't want to regret not doing it in five or ten years, just because I don't want to know. I've enjoyed having conversations with my mum, but I've never really seen eye to eye with the others. It's a difficult one. And Good Amoeba says, before the fight, in what ways was your relationship with your family rocky? Not that you have to go into detail or anything, of course. I ask because it sounds like some of their actions or behaviours leading up to the fight weren't of the best nature either. Have they accepted the responsibility for their roles in what happened and apologised? Or from their perspective, is this all 100% on you and you're the villain that they graciously provided another chance to? Also, kudos for pulling yourself out of a bad situation. I know that's extremely difficult to do. And OP replies again saying, They were always quite overbearing when I was younger. You could say overprotective or repressive depending on how you looked at it. By the time I was around 15 to 16, they really couldn't stop me from doing things anymore. And I started doing things that went against their values, which caused friction. Especially between me and my father. So for example, they were strong believers in no sex before marriage. And I got caught with a girl when I was 16. He barely spoke to me for a month. They probably do see it as a gracious another chance. That's the impression I get off them at least. And we'll have one more before we get into the update, which said, honestly, fella, if you don't want to get back into contact with them, don't do it. You sound like you're happier without them in your life. And I doubt it would be a healthy relationship if you were just going along with it because you felt you had to. Edit, forgot to mention this in the original comment, but fair play on cutting out the drink. It ain't easy. And OP replies one more time saying, thank you, mate. That's been part of my thought process as well. If I wasn't mentally in it, it wouldn't be a really good relationship. And the update is fairly lengthy, so strap in. I wasn't initially planning on doing an update for that post, but the amount of responses I got from it were absolutely unprecedented, so I decided it was right of me to do one. I didn't respond to every single comment, but I did read all of them. I greatly appreciate everyone's input, whether it is positive or negative, or telling me to go back or cut contact completely. It was really good to get different takes on the situation, because at the time, it was a lot to take in, and it still is in a way. I'll start off by saying that soon after the post was written, I phoned my brother. We talked for a few minutes about how things were going, and then I apologized to him for what happened back in 2015. 
He didn't specifically say he forgave me, but he was amicable and said that he appreciated me doing it. I'm glad I did it. I know five and a half years is a long time to have gone without doing it, but that was the first vocal conversation I'd had with him since the family cut contact. He told me that the whole incident hadn't left him with any lasting mental or physical damage, and while I have no way of knowing whether that's completely true, I was glad to hear it. I don't want to make it about myself, but it also feels like a bit of a weight lifted off my shoulders. In terms of the actual resumption of contact, it won't be happening for now. After a few days of talking to the family as a collective in the group chat, which I have now left, as well as some individual conversations with different members, I told him that I was happy to increase contact with them through messaging, but that as things stand, I didn't think resuming face-to-face -face contact would be right and that I wasn't going to do it. As I stated in the initial post, I was already having severe doubts about it and the conversation I had with them pretty much made my mind up for me. I'll list a few examples of it here. Much of the discussion I had with the family was done through a group chat in which I, 25 male, was added to by my mum, 45 female. This group chat could also contain my dad, 54 male, and my two brothers, 20 male and 14 male. The group chat was titled Reunion, so it's pretty obvious what their intentions were. The initial language used by them when I was added bothered me. I gave some examples of it in the original post, things like my mum saying my brother had found it in his heart to forgive me and then come into a family decision that five years was enough. It made it seem like there was no chance of it being a normal family relationship at all, and that I would always be indebted and subservient to them in some form for that. As I said, I had no issue with being cut off and felt like they were pretty justified in doing so, but that doesn't mean I'd be prepared to come back and be in a constant state of owing one, and likely being made to feel pressured to do things for them because they were also kind to find it in their hearts to let me back. This sort of language continued throughout me being in that group chat. Some more examples were being told that I had lots of work to do if we wanted a normal relationship. Notice that they didn't say we and was also compared to the prodigal son multiple times by my very religious parents, which made me think that they were doing it for their own spiritual reasons rather than being interested in having me back as part of the family. The final nail in the coffin was that I specifically expressed doubts about it. My dad said, after all you did to us as a family, we've decided to let you back in. And then pretty much went on to tell me that I should be biting their hands off for the chance to make amends and that I was ungrateful for not doing so. I told them I was backing out of it pretty soon after that. A few of the replies to my original post asked if any of them needed an organ. I initially brushed it off as a joke, but some of the conversations I had, I genuinely think it's possible that that's true. My girlfriend, 24 female, is also a big reason why I was initially having doubts. And a couple of things that they said by my dad were completely reinforce these. I 100% know that he would dislike her. Not through any fault of her own, but mainly because he had some very old fashioned views on women. And he's also quite racist. She's only half white. And when I was younger, my dad made it pretty clear that he didn't want me to date outside of my race. In the group chat, he described her as my and made a couple of very stereotypical assumptions on her based on her race, which made it pretty clear to me that he still found it wrong and abnormal of me to be with a girl who isn't completely white. If I resumed a somewhat normal father-son relationship with him, I'm almost certain that he tried to interfere in some way and would at the very least encourage me to end things with her. It's not like I've only been seeing her for a month either. We've been together for almost four years and have discussed marriage. So she absolutely takes priority over the family. Those are the main reasons me choosing not to go down the route of face-to-face -face contact with the family. There are a few other things too, such as the fact that they seemed awfully interested in grandchildren who didn't even exist. And also that I suspected that it was my mum's doing that the rest of the family weren't that interested. 
I'm fairly sure she was feeding the others lines. My 14-year-old brother was typing an awful lot like my 45-year-old mum. Let's put it that way. With all these factors combined with my initial doubts and it made my mind up that I wasn't going to resume face-to-face contact. I messaged them telling them that while I did appreciate them trying to get me to do so, I just had too many doubts about it to go and start meeting with them face-to-face or going to their house. I did say that they all had my number now and were free to text me at any point if they wanted to talk and then left the group chat. I know they've all read it because they've been online since I sent it, but I haven't had a single message from any of them. To be honest, I'm not entirely sure if I ever will, and yet I can't really say I feel sad about it. I'm glad I apologized to my brother, and if that's the end of contact with them, then so be it. It is what it is. My mum was contacting me every day in the month leading up to her, deciding I should start seeing the family again. That's beginning to seem to me she was doing so because she wanted me to return to them on my hands and knees, groveling and begging for forgiveness. Things certainly began to turn a bit sour when it became clear that I wasn't going to do that. Perhaps she sees it as a final betrayal and wants nothing more to do with me now. At the end of the day, I'm never going to pretend that they were for a second wrong for cutting contact with me. They did it to protect their 15-year-old son and I completely understand it. Ultimately though, I grew up, ended my addiction and built a life for myself off the back of it without them involved in my life. It's very likely that they still had this image of the 19-year-old who turned up completely white when he was told he wanted nothing more to do with him. But that really isn't me anymore. When they initially kicked me out, I felt like I needed them, even though we didn't have the greatest relationship. Five years on from that, I certainly don't think I do anymore. I apologize to anyone reading the initial post and wanted me to go and see them in person again, but this is just how things have turned out. Once again, thank you to everyone for offering support and advice, and I hope that anyone reading this who has their own issues with family and estrangement is able to navigate them and build a relationship back if they so wish. And he makes some very good points here with the initial language where it was saying like that they've come to a family decision and five years was enough and they found it in their heart to forgive you. It did seem like, yeah, you will be crawling back to them. And I should have mentioned that in my initial comment as well. And I'm glad you sort of handled it the way you did. It sounded like the most mature way possible and you did what's right for you, which you needed to do in the end. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Absolutely. And that was a lengthy one. We hadn't had one like that in a while. But we move on to the next story. And our next post is from a throwaway account. My 29 female boyfriend, 31 male, is showing a lot of enthusiasm around a female co-worker. We've been together for four years. He's a great guy. I trust him. And for the most part, we're happy and healthy. He's a monotone kind of guy to the point where people are unsure if he's happy or excited by things. 
He doesn't show a lot of enthusiasm for a lot of things, and the enthusiasm he's shown has been minimal for our relationship. It's not something I enjoy about his personality, but it's just how he is, and that's okay. Throughout our relationship, I've asked him to go on weekends away, road trips, hiking trips, etc. He's never been enthusiastic about it, so I never pushed it. His mates have all asked him the same, and always met with the same level of enthusiasm. He'd do things, but only if he really has to. He's just never been that kind of upbeat guy, and that's never been an issue. End of last year, he got a new job, and in his team, he's got a new female co-worker who he has to work quite closely with. She's married, and he's not the cheating type, so from a point of view him cheating, I'm not worried. What has me worried is that she's getting an amazing level of enthusiasm for him to do things. Do fun runs. They're planning a weekend away down the coast. I'm invited. They speak on the phone regularly for work and just because they're friends. He's never had that level of enthusiasm towards male co-workers. Had heaps of male co-workers who ended up being good friends. He's never had a female friend, so I'm insanely jealous and I hate feeling jealous about it all. It's not that I'm worried he's going to cheat, but it's just he's never shown me that level of enthusiasm that he's showing her. I told him this and he understood. He's trying to be more upbeat and enthusiastic at home with me, which is nice, but I'm still pissed that it wasn't just something he did naturally with me. That he felt comfortable being unenthusiastic and not upbeat with me for years and it took someone else to bring that out of him. I think I just want someone to explain this to me in a way that makes me know I'm just overreacting to the whole situation. Or maybe I am and he's just happier elsewhere. One thing particularly jumped out to me on this one. It said, and he's not the cheating type. And I was just instantly thought, well, what is the cheating type? You, <laughs> you don't become the cheating type till you've actually cheated, right? And whether he's cheating or not, I don't actually know. You know, <laughs> I could throw assumptions out there, but I kind of think, are they that compatible? I mean, the way she talks about him in this saying he's just, that's the way he is. And it's not something she actually enjoys about his sort of personality, but sort of puts up with it. And I'm kind of thinking, well, why are you two actually together if that's the case? It doesn't sound like a healthy relationship to me, but I may be completely wrong. Let's go to the comments and see what they say. And we'll start with disappearing cookie saying and quoting, I told him this and he understood. And then says, but has he said why he's being more enthusiastic with a coworker and not with you? Why hasn't he given this type of energy to you? I mean, you'll probably see what's really going during the weekend away when you see their interactions. You can tell if there's something going on. And Biggest Sigh says, this reminds me of a friend who was with this guy who was just not great, but she told herself that's just the way he is. He wasn't really romantic or considerate and didn't really help her with stuff. And then he met his friend and suddenly he was available to her because she needed his advice. And he would just get up in the middle of whatever they were doing to take her calls. That's when she realized, oh, that's just the way he is with me. He's fully capable of being emotionally available and helpful and considerate, but he didn't think he needed to do it with me. They broke up and they were together for 10 years. So honestly, I don't think you're overreacting. I think you're just realizing a truth about your relationship and it hurts. But dad says, my 27 ex-wife 27 left me for the co-worker that she showed enthusiasm for. We were together five years. I thought she wasn't the cheating type, not in a million years. Not saying the same situation, but don't be naive. And Priora Taylor says and quotes, the enthusiasm he's shown has been minimal for our relationship. It's not something I enjoy about his personality, but that's just how he is and that's okay. And then says, co-worker aside, why are you even together? It doesn't sound like you two click or vibe at all. It honestly sounds like you're both settling for each other with a meh, I guess you'll do attitude. I think you'll both be happier with other people. 
Now, what do you guys think of this one? What do you think's going on? What are your thoughts? Let me know in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story is from 716 Green. My girlfriend, 29 female, is refusing to move out after I, 30 male, broke things off. I've been living with my girlfriend for five years. We've been in couples therapy for the last three years and made no progress. I don't mean to put it all on her, but the reason I'm leaving her is because I'm convinced that we'll never be able to trust her. A big problem is that she will do very sneaky and underhanded things. And then when I start to express the fact that I don't want to have children or get married to someone who I can't trust, she very briefly turns it around for a week or two and acts like a good housewife for a lack of better terms. It's always very short-lived and as soon as she's back in my good graces, she goes right back to lying and manipulating me. I've supported her for the past five years, but two years ago, while things were going well, we had a very important conversation. She had me convinced that she was ready to finally start acting like an adult. I sold my duplex that I owned outright and brought a larger single-family house with a mortgage. This house was supposed to be to raise children in. She has split the mortgage with me roughly 50% for most of the time we've been living here, but I put $30,000 down on the house out of my savings and I refused to put her name on the deed until we were married because I wasn't going to marry her until I felt like I could completely trust her. As far as the law is concerned, she's basically been renting from me for the past two years. Just for additional context, I've replaced the roof, the flooring, etc. Also, for the three years prior to that, I completely supported her while she was struggling with addiction and unable to hold down a job. I finally realized that we absolutely do not have a future together and I'm only happy when she's not around. I actually start to feel uncomfortable the second I hear a key touch the door when she gets out of work now. I'm also a recovering drag addict and she has never respected my sobriety in my opinion because she's continued to bring things into the house and then blatantly lied to me about it over the past two years. Again, we're not married and I just finally broke up with her and asked her to move out by the end of the month. I offered her $6,000 if she was willing to do that and she outright refused. I asked her if hypothetically she would take $10,000 to leave by the end of the month. I offered to help her repair her credit, put together a retirement plan, find an apartment, handle all the moving and give her basically whatever furniture she wants and to stay in touch with her and help her however I can in the future just because I genuinely want to see her do well and I know this is hard for her. She knows that I've never cheated on her. She knows I'm not talking to another girl right now. I just genuinely think we aren't right for each other and we are basically just wasting our 30s as long as we're living together. The things that make her happy make me unhappy and vice versa. She is so hesitant to move out because I believe she thinks she can still change my mind and she's feeling desperate to try her best to change my mind. I'm just completely at a loss right now. I thought I was being insanely generous. I would imagine that she's going to come home and basically just act like I didn't break up with her. I don't know for sure, but I think I know her well enough to know exactly how she's going to handle this in an hour or two when she comes home from wherever she is. Does anybody have any advice or a perspective that I'm not considering? We've been referring to this as our house the whole time we've lived here, but it's always been basically out of respect to her because it made her happy. I think she's worried that she's never going to be a homeowner again, and I'm under the impression that she's worried about ending up with someone who's not stable enough to play adult with her. Edit, thank you all for your advice. This post pretty much blew up while I was asleep, and I'm busy at work at the moment. I'm going to try and catch up on every last message as soon as I get time later today. I did a quick glance through the messages and they seem overwhelmingly supportive with the exception of a few people who clearly didn't read the entire post. I'm almost positive that I've been beyond generous through this entire process and over the last five years. 
I'm not perfect, far from it, but I sure as hell did my best to let her live her life that she wanted to outside of getting married or having kids, when it was obvious to me that neither of us were ready. Again, thank you all so much, and if you do have to add some input, please do. I'm going to read absolutely every response on here. And we'll start straight away with some comments on this one saying, from Honor the Crone saying, first, quit raising the amount of money you're willing to pay to get her to move out. Second, give her a move out date and stick to it. She has refused your help and money, so you owe her nothing. Definitely talk to an attorney about how to protect your assets. If she was worried for her future, she would be acting like an adult. You have no obligation to be a safety net for her when she doesn't make good choices. And here nor there says, if she's not on the note of mortgage, just evict her. I'd offer a 5k if you're generous and let her know that not accepting means you're formally evict. The threat of eviction alone should be enough to motivate her. And Snoo Chicken says, I mean, she's currently not a homeowner. You are. You said it correctly. She's basically been renting from you. It unfortunately sounds like she's a very toxic and manipulative person. You're being more than generous offering her 6k to move out when in actual fact you owe her absolutely nothing. Would you expect the same from her if roles were reversed? You should give her till the end of the month and if she's made absolutely no effort to find somewhere to move, I would honestly recommend getting the solicitor involved. Keeping everything above board and official from the beginning because it didn't sound like she's going to go easily. And now, what are your thoughts on this story? What would you do if you was in that situation? Would you give the girlfriend some money to move out? Or would you just literally kick her out? Let me know your thoughts on this one. And thank you once again for being here today. I hope you did enjoy today's relationship stories. That first one was a, a long one, I know. <laughs> but thank you so much for bearing with me. And I hope you did enjoy them today. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.